0: This episode of Vintage Stormfront Freaks has been previously recorded. I want to welcome Reed Stowe. So he's the managing partner for Rex Game studios. Uh they are the makers of Storm Quest, which is a storm chasing video game uh that that is in production uh and the and so first off welcome Reed, great having you on. Reed. Yeah, Reed. Hey, Reed. 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 Rudy. You, yeah. Oh wait, no,
1: wrong movie, wrong movie.
0: No. I don't even know what you're talking about, Bree. R-
1: Rudy, like the I was on oh, the Rudy, Rudy. chat. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, sure.
0: Anyway, so uh Read. I, I do want to say this because I'm going to do a quick shout out to the individual. One of our listeners uh, brought you to our attention. Now, I was aware of you guys, but I, I this was a, a good year or so ago. One of our listeners uh, from Twitter, Storm Chaser Nick, actually brought up the fact that, hey, we should invite you guys on um, to give us an update on where you're at with the game and, and all that kind of stuff. So before, before we get into talking about the game, I guess... Tell us a little bit about your personal weather background, because I, I think you're you're kind of a weather geek like the rest of us. Is that right?
2: Yeah, definitely so. Um, I mean, I grew up in Indiana, like I said before earlier, and you you had brought up, um, you know, when I was probably I remember I think it was around the blizzard of '78 in Indianapolis that really kind of transformed me into having a desire to know more about weather, and ever since then, you know, I just dove into it head first and did, you know, I was in school, I would do reports on whether my teachers began to hate me because every report I turned in was on weather and they couldn't (laughs) read them and understand them. But that's how I got A's. so, (laughs) um, and then yeah, exactly. Then once I was a teenager and I could drive, I actually volunteered down at the weather service, uh, at the airport, which was just awesome during the summertime. And especially when the storms would come in in the evening time and I'd stay at night my mom would get really upset because I stayed out really late but and then I would do some storm chasing um while I was there in Indianapolis and then eventually I moved to Phoenix Arizona where I'm stationed at now uh, and where our offices are at so so yeah I mean yeah I've been fascinated about weather for a long time I've uh, I'm not I do not have a degree in meteorology but uh I'm like a sponge I like to uh um listen into what people are talking about and uh try to absorb what what different things I've learned a lot you know since the you know, when I first started, there was no internet. So it was all books and everything, every book you could get your hand on to try and learn as much as you possibly can. And, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I always look for the books with the greatest pictures. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was never much for a reader very well, but, um, but yeah, once I, um, just started moving more and more into it and, uh, never really could, I was at one point I was going to go for a degree in meteorology. Um, but I I always struggled with trig for some reason, and I still mm. struggled with it. So I just decided, you know what? That's I don't think I'm gonna do really well in this. So I, you know, it was back in the days when computers first started coming into the home and everything, and that's where I started uh, learning about computer programming. And
0: it's it's hard to I, do trigonometry on a slider rule. I agree.
2: <laughs> well, they, I mean, they didn't have those back in those days. Uh, it was, <laughs> you know, dirt was just being found. Uh, yeah, but, no, it was it was yeah. I I was feeling miserable. Like, I could do calculus, but handle the trade very well. So,
0: well, tell, I guess, give us a little, um, give us the story and the history and the birth of this whole storm quest video game idea.
2: Sure. Um, well it all started probably about five years ago. Um, the other managing partner, Tim Fuchs, um, and I sat down and, um, you know, we're, we're a small firm. We have about five people that work for us. Um, and then we contract to some other developers that help us out also. Um, but we started talking about, uh, we, our primary business is in the flight simulation area. And we actually develop a lot of environmental type uh, pro- products for commercial and for the public consumer-based uh, flight simulation. And so we were talking about the fact that we really would just love to get into the game industry. and uh, But we didn't want to repro- reproduce something that's been out there before. Um, we wanted to do something really different and we both you know had an interest in meteorology uh, and so forth and we just decided that this would be an, a cool idea and so we just started talking about it and um, starting to kind of put the things together and we um, partnered up with another with another storm chaser. Um, unfortunately that didn't quite work out very well, but, um, you know, we we were getting to the point where we're about ready to announce the the, the whole thing publicly. We eventually didn't announce the whole thing publicly. And this was about two years ago. Um, and we were beginning to assemble all the pieces to begin to start developing of this game. And lo and behold, when we announced the name of the game, uh, we got a nice little letter from a lawyer (laughs) and basically Mm -hmm. there was another game out there. Originally the game was supposed to be called storm the game. And there was another uh, uh, company out there that was developing a game very similar to that with the same title but not the same premise, and they had already released. And um, we had gone through the process of actually of, of uh, uh, trademarking the name and had been approved and everything by the federal government. But because they did a, tra- uh, a press release a year before we did, uh, they won the case. So we actually had to change the name. And, and for about after about a year and a half of negotiations. And um, so we had to change the name and all that stuff. So that I actually am kind of glad that it worked out that way because Storm, the game's kind of boring and dead. And Storm Quest sounds a lot more ominous. So mm-hmm. I think it just sounds better. <laughs> uh, and actually, that's, I attributed that to my wife. She came up with that name and I just thought that was perfect. So both Tim and I agreed on that. And so we've actually been um, in the process of working on the game now. Um, We've got uh, a couple of developers that are working on it. Um, And we're actually partnering up with a uh, school here in Phoenix uh, with students that will be, again, helping us with the game also. Um, So we're excited about it. It's, you know, it's still in its infancy stage. The biggest thing right now is we're working on uh, what we call Project Wakita. And what we're doing is actually modeling the entire city of Wakita um, and I don't know if anybody's been into our forums or not or been on our Twitter account or our Facebook, but we've shown some pictures of it. And these are just some preliminary uh, concept pictures right now. But we're in the process of, of, uh, of actually modeling every aspect of that city. And uh, that will be our first entry into the game itself, a kind of our proof of concept. And then from there, we'll build upon the game. So that's kind of more-
1: – so we- so walk us through. So, so we get, cause I, I do some gaming from now, you know, now and then. Um, so walk me through. So you get in the game and you may or may not have this figured out yet, but you know, what do you do? Do you start out like with a car or something? Do you start out with some supplies or, you know, how does the game kind of start?
2: Well, that's, that's, that's a good question. Um, we've actually been batting around a couple of ideas, um, Primarily, are the the main game aspect of it, or the main game flow of the, of the of the game, is it's very similar. I don't know if you've ever heard of World of Tanks at all, or, or
1: oh yeah, game. oh yeah,
2: yeah. It's kind of similar to that, but you, you you start out with a basic chase vehicle, and we we've been kind of battering around the idea of everybody starting out with a rusted out VW. Um, so you know it's kind of junky and everything, <laughs> and then from there, you have the options of you you get a, like a certain amount of funds and so forth that you start out with and so you can do some upgrades to it you know you can buy some equipment some you know some radar equipment or you can buy some you know different types of upgrades for the vehicle up, upgrade the engine or whatever and you you start out with other chasers that are in the in the area so it would be a, a massive multiplayer type event and mm. you start out in an area of that city and really, actually, you would be on a, on a bigger map is really where you would start. And then you would have a selection. You would be told some weather information up front about where there's a potential for tornadoes. And you have multiple cities that you can actually select from. So you get some, some basic weather parameters that tells you, yeah, this area has a likely chance for a possible tornado. So you make the decision from there on whether what city you want to go into. So let's say for Wakita is the one that you want to go to. And you basically start there. And you've got all these other drivers there. You, you start out in the in the parking lot of a gas station there, usually in the center of town or on the outskirts of town, depending on what we've got. And you're waiting for the storms to form. So you you basically have all these storms building and things of that nature. You're able to partner up with other people there. And at that point, your your goal is is obviously one is to communicate communicate back to the virtual media uh, that a storm is coming or a tornado could be you know, whatever's happening, you know, it's damaging winds, tornado or hail or whatever, because you want to try and save lives. That's one goal because through that you get experience point. The other aspect is getting safe. By slain.
0: staying alive? Is that what you said?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, obviously in a VW bug, you don't want to try and drive into that. But, uh, <laughs> that. but um, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah you're, you're trying to communicate, make sure people are aware of what's going on. So there's the safety aspect of it there where you gain experience points. And obviously that helps out. But the other aspect is also collecting data and you're, you know, trying to get, you know, like pods in the, in the the way. And obviously if you advance up in technology, maybe get a vehicle that allows you to go into a tornado, like what we've seen all over the media nowadays. Uh, So where you can collect data. So the more data, the more safety that you have and nobody loses their lives in your experience that you're having, the more funds you get to advance down the road. Now this is the first phase of the game. The second phase of the game, is actually there'll be kind of like what we call a forecaster aspect. And this is where we have this virtual world that's going on. And the forecaster would actually make a forecast for the chasers. And you would work in tandem uh, because our goal is to eventually model the entire open world scenario. Uh, obviously, this is several years down the road, but that's our goal is to move that direction. The forecaster would make a forecast based on certain parameters he would communicate with you uh, and these would be live people communicate with you about the you know potential of severe weather and then you would position yourself and you you know you could work together as a team, position yourself in a certain area and wait for that storm to happen and you're communicating back and forth and then as you work together as a team, you gather more funds and the key aspect of that is you want to be able to gather more funds because it allows you to advance your technology not only as a forecaster because it allows you to purchase real weather radars and weather stations that are mobile stations that are out there. But also, you know, if you're staying overnight, you have expenses that you have to pay for. That's built into it. Your vehicle could break down. Uh, you have to pay for gas. Like if you're at the gas station and you forget to fill up, you know, and you go driving along and run out of gas, that's definitely going to affect you. So
0: and Beer money, right? Point, beer, Yeah, beer, beer money. money.
2: Don't forget junk that junk food at the gas station. Yeah, junk food at the gas station. So um, cat food. So
0: there's a little bit. There's yeah. a little bit of of because that's that's the challenge. Is when it comes to storm chasing, it's important to have the expense column on the game to add some realism. Yeah. But the challenge is always having the income column. Uh, <laughs> where the hell that yeah. money is coming from? Uh, because in real life. Yeah. Cam, I would, I would, I don't know about you, but I would think that's always the challenge. Correct. Yeah.
1: You know, one time at band camp, I got really super. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a good conversation that starts wow. uh... So a
1: uh, side, a side piece here. And I'm not talking about a chick. Um, I'm actually, I just created my profile for this game and I have a question. Um, why isn't my picture coming up, or does it take, like, forever for that to, like, update?
2: We're, are you on the forum right now, or?
1: I sure am.
2: You're on the, f- okay.
0: Well, and when I click it, why does her picture come up for me?
1: See? <laughs> I, I, oh, I can't, oh, mercy. I'm kidding. I need the to take Hots a pill. That
2: with their network. I'm gonna... <laughs> I have to address it with our network administrator.
1: Well, I was just curious because, I mean, I just literally just finished it uh, because it took me like three hours to find the register button. So it could be just <laughs> me God. and my misunderstanding.
0: Hey, we, ha- we have a show going on over here, Cam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why after, so you're quiet? Done, after you're done putting your, uh, your picture on, we'll uh, –
3: we'll
0: Oh, I'm we'll good. A yeah. <laughs> so – So, so that's phase two is, uh, and that was going to be my question is at what point are are you starting to get a little technical with the sciencey stuff when it comes to forecasting, uh, as opposed to the game just telling you, hey, go here, there is high level of tornado potential.
2: Yeah, you know, and that's something that's been really, you know, again, that's something we've been talking about a lot internally is how do we want to deal with this game? Um, And we actually got on our forums and on our Facebook and on our Twitter account and asked people that have been following us for a while, you know, do you want, are you interested in possibly like a campaign type thing? Are you interested in kind of just like a scrimmage type playing uh, you know, kind of a sandbox type thing? Or are you interested in like following somebody like, you know, you know, Joe storm chaser or Jane storm chaser, and you follow their life through storm chasing. And obviously, as you can imagine, we got a wide range of different, um, you know, ideas and stuff, which was good. I, I, we greatly appreciated it. So, you know, I think the, the first aspect, the first phase of the game is, is, like I said, it's very similar to kind of like a world of tanks type environment. Not super complicated, not super geeky, um, but the second phase would be more toned towards those that have a little bit more understanding towards weather and so forth. But we obviously would try to make it so that, um, you know, somebody's going to be the forecaster or, or of some sort or the warning coordinator, so to speak, they would have an understanding there would be some kind of training seminar or tutorial that they would go to. Um, originally that was going to be our first phase and we kind of thought, you know, that probably would flop really bad out there. So, uh, that's the reason why we kind of switched, <laughs> switched roads there a little bit. Um, you know, cause this is really kind of our big first game that we started to work on and, um, you know, so we didn't want to crash and burn the, out the gate. So is, well,
0: your, competition, you know, all that can is your competition giving you Sorry? like uh, bad advice when you yeah, you should put in a, a giant cat. <laughs> You know, or something like that.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would make the game amazing. Are you kidding me? Like, you could like, have, have, like, have cats in the car with you. That would be kind of cool. Like, they could be giving you, like, like storm chasing advice or, I don't know. <laughs>
0: there you go. I, I pray to God we could get through one show without talking about the flipping. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know what? <laughs> She's right here, right? She's
0: right here. Her name's Vader. She's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so Uh, I think that's a good question, Reed, when it comes to competition, because obviously this game has been in the works uh, for a little while. um, And by by the sound of it, it doesn't sound like we're close to having it um, out. Uh, I guess what are your fears there when it comes to the longer you wait, the sooner someone else could come in and steal your thunder?
2: Well, that's always a possibility. I mean, competition is always a reality. We deal with that with, on our other side of business on a regular basis. Um, you know, the, the thing is, is there's a couple of aspects to this, and we've talked about this too as a team, uh, and, and things might be changing after the first of the year with this aspect. But, um, you know, we've, we've batted around, you know, obviously our main core of business is through flight sim and that's where we get our funding our fundings from as a company so everything we're doing on this storm pretty much is coming out of our pocket so to speak as a company uh so we're pretty much funding that if you know and a flight sim business doesn't go very well then this kind of gets you know delayed a little bit so our plan is to look into the aspect of possibly doing looking at private investors or the possibility of doing a public campaign Um, so that we can move faster on this project. That's one of the things we want to do is is speed it up over the next year and try and get it at least the proof of concept done by the end of next year. That's our desire and our plan. Um, Obviously, you know, the one thing I've noticed within this industry, uh, being involved in this for the last 10 years, um, you can make a plan, but it usually never ends up being what you want it to be because it's just – always changes. The technology changes,
3: sure.
2: uh, new things come out and you just can never always plan for everything that could come up, uh, that could railroad your ideas and so forth. Uh, and like I said, we had about a year and a half there where we were you know, stuck in litigation. We couldn't really do anything because of the fact that we didn't even know if we we're going to have a, a game we could do. So to answer the short answer to your question is yes, competition is a real, real threat to us. And it's very possible. Um, you know, I think, We'll just have to. T- we just have to take that risk. That's just that's all it is. I like. All, uh risk.
0: I like the parallels. Read to um, storm chasing, where it costs money to storm chase, and the income is hard to find. To your game, it costs money to create this game, so you have to have something else to create the income inside <laughs> your company.
1: Um, yes, yeah.
0: that's that's a real good parallel. So you, just quick question. So you talked about proof of concept. You said by by next year, what do you what do you guys have to do to create that proof of concept?
2: Well, like I said, our first our first goal is to um, and, and what we're in the process of doing right now is to model the um, city of Wakita in Project Wakita. And so what that involves is we have to develop all the models. Obviously, every city—it's uh, a pretty small city. But it, it's pretty unique. It has some unique buildings and some unique aspects to it. And so the first thing we have to do is we have to build the assets. Uh, we have to build the model, all the all the, uh, all the buildings. Uh, we have to place them on with the model, on, with, on the uh, uh, the terrain and so forth. Uh, that involves texturing, that involves, you know, gra- grass and trees and things of that nature. And then the next aspect is we've, we've also had to been working on the uh, weather engine itself. Um, the weather engine itself is pretty complicated as- uh, component of it. I would think so. It as, yeah, it's, it, it's, it, we, we pretty much have the cloud engine that we want to use. It's the effects that we're still working on, and we've been doing a lot of testing – probably over the last six months on that. Now we were able to do something really cool. We've been using a, uh, a um, design tool called Maya, uh, which is very, very popular out there uh, to develop tornadoes. We actually created some, some different multiple tornadoes using their dynamic. And what dynamic is, is it's kind of like a fluid. Uh, you've seen some of the kind of the twister movies and so forth, especially into the storm recently, Mm-hmm. That came out. A lot of that. Uh, I don't know what tool they used there, but the tornadoes that they used there is very similar to what we're able to create with the tool called Dynamics in Maya. Unfortunately, that is so intensive performance wise, can't even use it in games. So we're we're kind of hoping that the technology will advance enough that we can actually use that in games. So we're going to have to settle for something a little less than that. Uh, So we're experimenting a lot with that because that's going to be really the key to this game is how do the tornadoes look? How does the lightning look? How does the rain look? How does the hail look? How does it sound? Uh, You know, um, I'm very gracious. One of our um, followers, his name is uh, Christian out there. He actually sent me a list of all the tornado sirens throughout um, his area. Um, and all their sounds, we have all these different wow. sounds out. Yeah. I mean, I was, it was like right. a list of maybe 30 to 40 different sirens. So I was grateful for all the work that he did for us. Um, and so that helped out a lot because you know, there are s- multiple different types of sirens out there. So it's bringing all these elements together and then placing them within a game. And now like, you have to build the physics so that if a tornado or something hits a building, it damages a certain way, and it has to be able to recognize whether it's you know uh, you know an EF zero to an EF five type of situation, uh, and you have to build those into the models. So there's a lot of and then and on top of that too, you know you've got the the technology too. You've got the vehicles, uh, you've got the technology that goes in those vehicles, um, and the interaction between multiplayers and so forth. So for the proof of concept, probably will not be a multiplayer environment because involves so much work but it's kind of our playground to bring in all these technologies and see how they interact together
0: so will there be like dish soap tap water and a, and a jar you can spin around <laughs> or anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's actually the tornado we'll, we'll send that out all right in so, you just
2: place that in front of
0: the screen and fun, you know, that's right it's like an yeah. overlay
2: yeah exactly
0: exactly
1: the, <laughs> Read that, you know, the other real question is if I get into my car in the game and I don't have a vehicle that's built for managing a tornado, is it still going to let me drive into it? Cause I've always, I've always wanted to drive through a tornado. So, so I think the
0: game should, should try and do that. I I would encourage well, no, you. to well, a shot.
1: We, 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 No, but no, you got to do it in the video games. So you know, what's going to actually happen in real life.
0: So you know, if awesome. it's a Volkswagen, awesome. it won't hold together, but uh, it'll get great gas mileage I here. Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, exactly what we've decided is, um, we're seriously considering that if somebody were to do that, uh, you would d- kill that character off.
1: Oh, I'm all for that. I'm yeah, all for that. Instead of having, you've got to have some con- Go ahead. You've got to have some consequences.
2: Yeah, so, I, I just, I think having, you know, like in, you know, Call of Duty, you get shot 400 times, you always respawn back to the place where you got shot. I, I don't see how realistic that is. I mean, I think if you're going to drive, you know, I hate to say, it, if you're going to be stupid enough to Volkswagen into a an EF five tornado, you're yeah. gonna die. You know, yeah. you're gonna yeah. die. So yeah, Rip. I think there has to be some
0: real. So yeah, it. so some quick questions on that. Number one, so you, you're you're envisioning this as a um, a big multiplayer game concept? Yeah. Okay. Um, and and is this going to be kind of an uh, I, I forget the wording for it, but an open open world, MMORPG. Open world concept right. where you can kind con- of. So, will, this, oh will this be? Do you guys know? You guys are any of you familiar with Grand Theft Auto? I was just yes. thinking that. Uh, yeah, so yeah. will you be able to get into your Volkswagen and the damn storm chasers that you're always pissed off because they get the storm? <laughs> yes. Can you
1: run them over?
2: <laughs> yes! Convert no like, them oh love it. <laughs> one of the up- yes. One of the upgrades for the VW will be a Gatling gun.
0: Yeah, no right. way. Yeah, I say, can you walk into an ammunition store, grab a gun, and go chase down <laughs> that? Chase <one storm laughs> the chase. just a me. jerk. Wow.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't think that's probably. Yeah,
0: be the best, uh, exactly. dang it! This, um, I, yeah, I'll tell you, right, Reed. Sure. This sounds like a great game. It did when I first heard about it, and it does even more now. While you talk about it, and I know. Uh, all of us and and all of our listeners uh, are going to be excited to and, and are our to hope that this thing makes it through and you guys can get this through. Is there a timeline that you can give the, the give us and the listeners to give us some hope that this thing might actually make its way into our hands and a free copy? Ooh, <laughs>
1: Xbox One. No, we'll bet a test. test.
2: <laughs> I guess we can
0: do that. A beta test,
2: yeah. There we go. Um, I'll tell you what, you know, as, as long as um, I'm still involved with Rex Game Studios, or actually, whether that's the case or not, uh, and that's no statement or anything like that. It, it... <laughs> I'm, a gonna quick, I'm
0: gonna quick go sell my stock tonight before we air this
1: episode.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> insider, insider no, I, trading um, going on. Oh my god, yeah,
1: yes. yes.
2: No, uh, in a serious note, um, our our plan, without without divulging uh, any kind of public information right now at this point, our desire is to seriously put a lot of energy into getting this project done, and that's one of the reasons why we're we're actually partnering up with a school uh, to bring in some interns to help out with that. Like I said, we are we are a pretty small firm. Bring in the um, free labor. Know, of, <laughs> yeah. Well. And our desire is to, you know, bring in some interns and give them an opportunity to learn and grow in some areas, but as also hopefully gain some um, employees from that. Um, so our desire is to move forward and, um, you know, g- get this project going. I, like I said, our desire, and I've said that 400 times, uh, our plan is to. You have a lot of desire in hopefully. that company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of desire and passion uh, <laughs> is to have this hopefully a proof of concept by the end of next year. That is the plan at this point, but you know, I can't have people hold us to it because I just don't know what's going to happen. We have um, a business plan in place and come January 1st. We're we're hoping to um, we're planning two possible directions, uh, either seeking outside investment or doing some kind of public campaign through like Kickstarter or Indiegogo or something like that. Mm -hmm. We, We would like to have more assets together, uh, so that we can show people, you know, this is a real project. This isn't something that's just kind of a fly-by-night type thing, um, that this is really happening. And that's the reason why we're kind of showing images now that things are happening, that we have been able to move on this. And we've not been able to do that in the past, but we've been able to do it more so now. Um, and I think once we get some more people on board, we'll be able to advance even further along. Our second,
0: our second guest we have on tonight uh, is Paxton Calvinise. And, and Paxton, uh, what I really found interesting is he has developed an app uh, for iOS uh, iPhones that uh, is specifically for pilots to better interpret uh, the weather. And it's called the WX24 Pilot app. Um, and we'll have, uh, we'll have links uh, to his website and, and things like that on our uh, stormfrontfreaks.com uh, that you can check out. But uh, Paxton, first off, welcome. Great having you on the show..
3: Yay. Uh, Paxton! Paxton!
0: Um, so uh, Paxton, tell us uh, a little bit and, and this is what's great is because so Dina is a, a pilot, so uh, and, and obviously big weather influence. and obviously you saw, a huge need and and I I saw this myself on your website what and I'm not a pilot but I I saw visually what pilots have to look at to interpret a bunch of data and 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 all that stuff and how you've turned it into what looks like a a very simple visual um, interpretation of the weather data so um, tell us tell us a little bit
3: about that I guess where you got that idea Okay, um, well, thanks for having me. It's uh, great fun to be on the show. And uh, I, uh, I'm a pilot, I've been a pilot for about, private pilot for about four or five years. Uh, and obviously a big thing about flying is you have to check the weather. It's part of the regulation. Uh, you have to check, you know, you got, what I found was that there's a, um, a ton of weather information to check. You know, you have your current conditions, you've got the forecast conditions, you got en route conditions. You know, at the destination, there's area airmets or sigmets, um, the pressure maps, icing levels, and there's a ton of information. And as we know, the weather changes all the time. So before a flight, you know, I'll check in the morning, and then, you know, you check a little bit later, and you check a little bit later, and right before you take off, you check. And, then, and during flight, you check what's going on, too. So it, it's uh, really what the app does and what I was trying to solve was to rep- represent all this information visually. And, and the way I did it is I put, you know, when you talk about weather, you're talking about time, right? You, they're, they're inseparable. Um, and so I put it around, a, basically the weather around the clock, like around a 24 hour clock. And that was kind of like the, the genesis of everything. It just made perfect sense. And, you know, looking back, I can't believe any nobody else has done it. Um, and really, you know, kind of stepping back, I'm, I'm a data visualization guy I've been doing in software development and a lot of data visualization. So it just made sense to me to kind of arrange the weather information the way I did.
0: So what t- tell us a little bit and the listening audience, what, what kind of weather information a pilot is trying to keep up on?
3: So you, you have the current conditions which are called METARs um, and that's issued at, at, at uh, most airports and they're good for one hour. Um, then there's a TAF which is a terminal area forecast which uh, Is a twenty-four hour forecast or a thirty-hour forecast? I just showed twenty-four hours, and that's the most detailed and can be the most complex. And that's what I what you saw on the website. You have this kind of cryptic alphanumeric text code that's also um, all the times are in UTC, which you know then you end up doing a lot of conversion. And that you know nothing. Nothing about this was difficult. It's just kind of error-prone and tedious to go through all these steps.
1: So, so you, the, you
3: you list this each
0: each airport, is that is that how you set it up? So you can look up each airport's-
3: Correct. Individual? Okay. Right. And so, and then the weather, aviation weather is very detailed. You get cloud layers, you know, the, the types of, you know, the overcast, scattered, few, and you know, and the elevation of them. Uh, the winds and direction, um, gusting, it's very, very detailed weather report unlike the typical stuff you'd find on, like, you know, the default, I, you know, iPhone app. Um, and then weather condition, you know, weather, rain, snow, drizzle, you know, and all that stuff. Um, and then the last report I represent is air sigmets, which are airmets and sigmets. So sigmets are like convective sigmets, thunderstorms. And these are kind of area warnings. There's um, turbulence, uh, icing, which obviously important to um, Pilots and th- these are all at altitude uh, for in-flight conditions. Paxton, I just got one question for you. Sure. Why do you hate Android? <laughs> <laughs> that, no, I don't hate Android. where do you get that from? My oh,
0: go on. on. <laughs> You've only said Apple and iOS like ten times.
3: He's, well, he's saying that because I guarantee that. you his
0: phone is not an an Apple phone. He's he just <laughs> yeah. he's jealous. That's all. I'm just.
1: I'm trying Hater's to the go.
3: hate. Haters gonna hate. Maz. Haters gonna <laughs> hate. <laughs> when uh well, the answer. I mean, the answer, if you have to have one, is that when you you know when you push out an app, you typically go to the I- iPhone first. That's where all the money's at. And then most of the pilots have I- I- iPads at least. I do get a lot of Android requests, and I am developing a version for Android. But it's got to be. There you go. It's gotta be valuable.
0: So D- Dina's a previous pilot, yep, yeah, she knows. She knows. Um so so That's it is it's, so your your app works for the iPhone as well as the iPad, is that right? Correct. Are they any different?
3: Uh the iPhone's are probably a little smoother. The i you know, it was developed for the iPhone first. But it's okay. pretty much the same stuff. It's just so one's smaller and one's bigger, yeah. Yeah, there you go. One's smaller and one's bigger. <laughs>
0: Real I'll quick, Jackson.
1: So, so if if um, in your mind, what what do you imagine? Like, who do you imagine using this? Do you imagine like a pilot, like in flight, using it, or do you imagine like a pilot who's about to take off, about to land, someone at an airport? You know, who who is your um, targeted person for this app? And isn't oh, that like texting and flying. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> you could do that. You'd be surprised how many pilots yeah. play get On their phones and uh commercial ATPs play games. Wait, the, really? The whole Are you oh, kidding yeah. me? I have friends right If, who
1: if ATPs I can't text there. and drive, then they shouldn't be able to <laughs> play games and fly. That's you know, ridiculous.
3: The dirty little secret is flying is so much easier than driving. <laughs> so True, there's, there's not a well,
1: Paxton, can you even a- like get a good signal when you're flying with, yeah, with you, that? yeah like I thought maybe with the phone.
3: Typically, so if I mean. Up to like twelve thousand feet, you can pick up a signal. The way it, so to answer your question, it's a pre-flight planning tool. You, before you fly, you 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 know you're required by the regulation to um, do all your research on the weather and route conditions at the destination and all that type of stuff. So you you have that in your mind. Um, during the flight, obviously, there's a lot of airplanes that got built-in weather. Um, they broadcast over the airway, so you could, most a lot of planes have got devices to pick that information up. Currently, I don't have – I'm not hooked up into that. That will probably be a future upgrade if things go well. Um, I use it in route – I use it in flying because, if you know, if I might fly at 5,000 feet, I am typically get service, and, and it updates – the weather reports come out like the – the forecast come out every six hours. So if a flight's a few, three, two, three hours, you know, it, it suffices for that. Um, okay. But as okay. you go over so a big you pl- city, you'll get the data pick up and it'll update.
1: Okay, uh, so you, um, you Paxton, plan on giving it, to, yeah, go ahead, Dina. Oh, sorry, Paxton, can you file your flight plan on your app?
0: Uh, not yet.
3: That'd be
1: cool.
0: Oh, I That'd think there's cool. a little hint in there of Royal some tea. future, future, <laughs> future updates. You, that should, idea. Hook up, you should hook up with, um, investor.
1: WSI. WSI is my old company. It's part of the weather company. I used to work for them, and they're big in data. They got a lot of aviation stuff going on there. This commercial moment was brought to you by… <laughs>
3: yes.
1: <laughs> but that would be somewhere
3: yeah be, be there's, there's cool. a ton of features. you know it, it's always a struggle between developing a new feature and marketing it you know you have to spend so much time um promoting it writing content you know social media all that stuff and you know
0: podcasts you know that IBM of didn't offer to yeah. buy me
3: yeah, I don't know. So I'm stuck <laughs> well so i'll send your name oh, over yeah you do that yeah. <laughs>
1: So Paxton, I see. I see. There's a, a whiteboard behind you with. There's looks like a lot of equations. Yeah, um, that's, you, I know. yeah I, I know, you know. Yeah, I know. You know, the podcast. Like, you see that? See that. Like list. But it looks like some. You know, pretty heavy. <laughs> uh, pretty heavy stuff back there.
3: That's uh, yeah. Those are just development releases, features I have planned, and you know, that type of thing, bugs and stuff. I got to remember. Out. So, so t- how long <laughs> have you had the app out now? Has it been? Uh, um official uh i released it end of last year okay kind of a soft release i think that the real kind of launch was mid-march i was at a show in texas and that was kind of like the first launch and then i had a press release go out and i've had so since that time since about mid-march i've had about no four thousand downloads something like that oh wow that's pretty good
0: is that yeah. uh, and, and the feedback you're getting? I guess what's the biggest positive you're hearing so far? Well,
3: people love it. So there's, there's two types of two types of pilots, and and other people use it too. Like I mean, it's good for skydivers, and uh, again, my snow plow guy uses it because it's the way it represents. It's just a very quick read, and one of the things I, about data visual like communicating information is. You do have to do it quickly and succinctly, and that's what it does. And so, you know, it synthesizes all this information very quickly, so it's just a very quick read. So I got other people – you know, lots of other people think it's cool and everything, but as far as pilots go, um, some guys get it right away and they love it. Other guys like, you know, what the hell is this? You know, a bunch of circles. Like it doesn't make any sense to them. But usually, you know, if I could talk to them and say, well, it does this, this, and this, and they come around and they're actually pretty impressed, so – I I got a plenty of bad comments though on my uh, on the Apple Store. So see, see, (laughs) I told you. (laughs) I'll leave (laughs) a shot for you. Hey, how much does that cost? It's a dollar a month, basically twelve dollars a year. So you know, after the government, after the IRS, they cut. And wow, after the, Apple takes their cut, I'm left with about five bucks, which is just enough for a you know cup of expensive a coffee. latte. There you go. And, and that's yeah. my goal is to kind of get every day of the yield. And <laughs> so you get <laughs> every,
0: every <laughs> cup of coffee every day. Well, good for you. Man. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. You can watch our bi-weekly show live on youtube.com slash Stormfront Freaks and download the audio version on your favorite podcast player. For links to our Patreon team of exclusive benefits, show notes, past shows, new videos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you're there, check out our interactive chaser radar from our friends at zoomradar.com. If you'd like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Search for Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.